0: Well, good morning. It's good to hear all the chatter this morning. That means everybody's got some energy and excitement for the season. It is the second Sunday of Advent, and today we will be uh, talking about love, uh, the candle of love today. So I want you to be understanding in your own mind what it is for me to be loving. What is it like for me to receive love and to give love? Because it is all a matter of how we interpret and understand what it is that we're getting from our Lord and Savior. that we're able to respond and share that with people around us. I want you to turn to your announcements. Uh, There are several things in here for us to be mindful of. Just uh, as a reminder, we will be doing our coins for missions uh, during the children's time. Then after the children's time, just so people are aware, parents are aware, there is the children's church or junior church. That will happen right after the children's moments. Uh, today, we uh, also have the community band concert, the Christmas concert that will be here in the sanctuary. Uh, right after worship, if there's some, some guys maybe that would really want to help, uh, we need about six people to be able to help do some of the setup real quick. Uh, if they could stay just for a moment to help with that, that'd be great. Uh, but hope you will come back for the concert. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it myself, to be able to experience this for the first time. So uh, be mindful of that as you leave today, knowing that you have a reason to come back uh, this afternoon. Uh, also, this is the, the last Sunday to put your order in for the poinsettias, uh, so that we can uh, bring those in and beautify even more uh, the sanctuary that we are worshiping in uh, already. I want to make sure that uh, if you have been someone who's been uh, to the blood drive and g- has given uh, before, uh, then opportunity is coming up uh, here at the church to do that on the 18th. And if you haven't before, and you, uh, I invite you to maybe give it a shot uh, and try to figure out if this is something that may be something you can do. It was only a couple of years for myself that I did it for the first time, and I've been trying to do it any time that it is, at least within uh, the church that I've been um, uh, the pastor of. So I've been trying to support the things that we are asking you to support. Uh, also, Mary and Martha is going to be meeting this week, uh, tomorrow. Uh, so if you haven't didn't come, ladies, if you didn't come to that before, uh, the report that I received that it was the best time. So I would encourage you to come on out to be a part. It is uh, gen- multi-generational. Uh, so it's all group, all of them getting together to just share and have a time of joy. Uh, With that, I want us to kind of settle in and keep that energy going that you had just before we started as we listen to the prelude to prepare for worship.
1: Thank you, Handbell Bell If you would stand, please, for the lighting of the candle of love and join with me in their responsive reading. A voice cries out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord. We are ready for the surprise. We long for something new. Every valley will be lifted up. Every mountain will be leveled. Long for you, God. We turn to you because you first turned toward us. We light the candle of love, preparing our hearts and lives for God's advent. Voice cries out in the wilderness. Comfort my people. Prepare the way of the Lord. If you would remain standing, please, for our opening hymn, O Come, O Come Emmanuel, number 211 in your hymnal. We'll be singing verses one, two, six, and seven this morning. Thank you. You may be seated. If you'd please join with me in our opening prayer printed in your bulletin. While we are waiting, come to us, O God. Reveal your presence in our time of worship. Guide our steps in our speaking and our doing. Flow through our lives, our church, and our world with your steadfast love, unending faithfulness, righteous justice, and mysterious peace. In patient anticipation, we pray. Amen. It's time for the children's moment. If the children would come forward.
2: Morning. How is everybody? I have. Hey, guys.
0: Come on up.
2: <coughs> so, you know, Christmas Eve is two weeks away. Uh oh. Two weeks, fourteen days. Yeah. And there might be some closets that are off limits to you now. There might be some places where you're not supposed to look. You know, there might be packages that come in the mail, like from grandma or grandpa, and you're not supposed to open them yet. Yeah. Because, you know, sometimes I've got four little boys at my house, and if there's a package, I have to put it up really fast before the boys say, ooh, is that mine? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So Christmas, even though it's not all about presents, it is the season of giving. Now, I want you to listen to a sound. Okay, hang on just a second. I'm going I'm going to have you hear a sound and then I'm going to tell I want you to tell me what it sounds like. And if you don't know, maybe an adult knows. Okay, are you ready? Does, it, does that sound mean anything to you? It does make it makes me happy, too. I love to hear bells. Like, I love it when, when they play bells. But if you're out somewhere and you hear a sound like this, it can make Mm -hmm. you think of a store sometimes a bell rings when you open a door a red bucket oh there are times when there are red buckets we were at a store yesterday and there was a red bucket and somebody was ringing a bell sometimes there are salvation army workers and they have a bell and you hear the bell and it reminds you oh, it's the season of giving and they have a bucket and you can put some money in and that money goes to help people well today i don't have we don't have red buckets we have blue buckets mm. and you guys can go out in the congregation to see if they have any change or we take we take paper money too and that money is going to go help people okay we do it all year but at christmas it's really important okay so do you guys want to each get a blue bucket they're right here
0: you can help too do you guys want to help
2: in a minute we're going to go to junior church and i'm going to stretch your brains just a little bit but before we go we're going to have a prayer and there's something in here Hmm, i wonder what it could be (laughs) um okay so let's pray dear jesus thank you for this season of christmas thank you for all of the excitement and the love that is just abounding we praise your name And we're just in the moment of the excitement. Amen.
1: Thank you. And if you would join in our prayer hymn, Lo, How a, lo how a Rose Air Blooming, number 216, in your hymnal, please.
0: Again, as we stay on this topic of love, we want that to be the center of our prayer time this morning. Let us go before our Lord in prayer. God of love and mercy, we come before you today in this time of worship to center our minds and our hearts on you. You are As it says in the scriptures, you are love. It is out of love that we are. How all things that we know and see and hear, it all comes out of your love. You created us in your image to be an image of love that we are able to share with one another and as we become families to share with our children and to continue that generation after generation. Everything that is becoming comes from love. Love is the the only thing that makes things come about. If we really think about it, oh God, that is the root of generation. So may we understand that as you are loving in us, you are generating us, regenerating us to truly be in your image. So Lord, we ask that you would work in us, that you would help shape our minds and our hearts to be able to love like you. To be able to share with the world around us who may not experience love on a regular basis to wonder what it is. And why we have it. So that we can share. Because we love too. It's a beautiful thing, oh God. It's so beautiful, yet we kind of cower at times wondering if we can truly do it. You show us so many ways. And you chose to come as a child in order to help us to understand this love is from the beginning. So Lord, regenerate us. Generate us anew to truly be the church that expresses love to those around us. For all those that are in need in our, our community, who are struggling with illness and And other challenges, O God, we'd ask that the love that is in us through you would be lavished upon them to bring about healing of all kinds. And that may be able to bring about joy in them. Let us now share a prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. Saying, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Friends, we are given so much. And as we talk about this season of giving, throughout the year we give. Now today there's in this time of Advent we have the opportunity to have second mile giving as well as we also collect for this Advent and Christmas offering to go towards our benevolence fund. So you have a couple of different opportunities today in order to give what you have received. Ushers, would you please wait upon us? Please join in this prayer of dedication. God of hope, as we bring our tithes and offerings to you, we pray that our giving continues to point to Christ, who comes in love and compassion. May our giving in this season reflect our hope in the promise of a new heaven and a new earth. We pray this in the name of the Messiah, Jesus our Savior. Amen. Please remain standing for the gospel reading.
1: Today's gospel reading is taken from the book of Mark, chapter 1, verses 1 through 8. The beginning of the good news about Jesus Christ, God's Son, happened just as it was written about in the prophecy of Isaiah. Look, I am sending my messenger before you. He will prepare your way. A voice shouting in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. John the Baptist was in the wilderness calling for people to be baptized to show that they were changing their hearts and lives and wanted God to forgive their sins. Everyone in Judea and all the people of Jerusalem went out to the Jordan River and were being baptized by John as they confessed their sins. John wore clothes made of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist. He ate locusts and wild honey. He announced, one stronger than I am is coming after me. I am not even worthy to bend over and loosen the strap of his sandals. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. The word of God for the people of God. God. You may be seated. Thank you.
0: Bell Choir. <clears throat> well, I have never been much of a reader. I apologize if that offends anyone. Uh, reading is work for me. So I never reached the point of desiring to sit with a book in hand and relax. It just, it just doesn't add up for me. But just about all of my reading has been nonfiction, most of which was required reading uh, for seminary and now in support of my role as pastor. And with that being said, uh, with the encouragement of my wife and my son, I have done uh, some reading of fiction. My son, Cale uh, has suggested some science fiction and fantasy books, which I have enjoyed. Uh, plus, Cale has written a few fantasy novels of his own, uh, which I have read. Now, when I, when I read Kale's books, I was amazed that these stories were in his head. And astonished by how he was able to tell the story. In such detail with many turns and and twists throughout the story. But that's what keeps us reading, right? In our minds, we formulate where the story is headed. And then we're surprised when it goes in another direction. Being surprised excites us. If we're honest sometimes it makes us mad if if we don't like the direction the author took the story and if the story always goes the way that we thought well then we're disappointed because the story is too predictable so when we pick up a book we prepare to be surprised our lives are a story are they not Our lives are unfolding before our very eyes. We are constantly formulating and reformulating where we are headed. And often there are turns and twists. One of those twists for us is that at some point in our lives, we acknowledge that our story is part of a bigger story that is God's story. It was then that the plot thickened for us when we realized our lives aren't just happenstance and limited. Through the first advent of Christ, we now live in hope as our story unfolds, anticipating Christ's return. As we walk through the days of our stories, how do we prepare to be surprised by the next advent of Christ? Now, many of us, well, many of you, have a favorite author. They become our favorites because they have proven in their work that they can deliver a good story that keeps us wanting more of the story. Mark begins his gospel, not with Jesus' long line of family history or with a dynamic birth story. He begins by directing us to the author of the bigger story. He wrote, the beginning of the good news about Jesus Christ, God's son, happened just as it was written about the prophecy of Isaiah. Look, I am sending my messenger before you. He will prepare your way, a voice shouting in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make his path. Now, Mark was intentional about assuring his readers that the good news he was declaring wasn't, well, completely new, even if it was surprising news. In one line, think about this. In one line, Mark declared Jesus as the long awaited Messiah. Jesus is the son of God and Jesus is the agent of salvation. Initiated by God, the author of salvation, the same author who had planted the story in our minds through the prophet Isaiah to prepare the way in our hearts and minds to receive the Lord's anointed, the Christ. Be prepared to be surprised. Will Willimon, in his book, Heaven and Earth, Advent and the Incarnation, wrote this. God did not become something in Jesus that God was not already. Jesus becomes, comes to us not because our sin is so bad that God finally has to do something dramatic. Jesus comes to us because that's what the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit have always done. Reaching out to us, lifting up the lowly, and casting down the proud and mighty. God takes on flesh, our flesh. Because God has always been God with us, for us. Mark emphasized that Jesus came just as the story was written. We can trust the author, the author of salvation, even if we are surprised by the story that unfolds. We can be prepared to be surprised by expecting God to be faithful. As we wait for the story of the next advent of Christ to be revealed, trust the author. Jesus is coming. What that looks like, we don't know. When will he come? Only God knows. And that is okay. Because God is faithful. God is with us and for us. We can expect that to be true. Now, after Mark made the connection that his story of good news was a continuation of the bigger story of salvation, he immediately tied John the Baptist to Isaiah's divine messenger, shouting in the wilderness when he wrote, John the Baptist was in the wilderness calling for people to be baptized to show that they were changing their hearts and minds and wanted God to forgive their sins. Everyone in Judea and all the people of Jerusalem went out to the Jordan River and were being baptized by John as they confessed their sins. Now, put this in context. So after 300 years of prophetic silence from the Old Testament to the New Testament, the people of Israel, including the religious center of Jerusalem, became curious about a prophetic voice crying out in the wilderness. His message to the people was, be prepared to be in the Lord's presence. This was about a commitment for the long haul of living forever under the reign of Christ. There were two things that John the Baptist called for the people to do to prepare for the Lord's coming. First, he called for them to be baptized. It was a baptism of repentance. Willemont helps us to understand what this uh, represented writing this. Repentance is an I can't experience. I can't climb up to God. God will have to condescend to me. I can't save myself. God must do it. I can't forgive myself for the wrongs I've committed against God and neighbor. God will have to show me how. Repentance is a humbling experience. Now, John chose the wilderness uh, across the Jordan as the place for his preaching on purpose. Those who responded to his call to be baptized would have to retrace their ancestor's steps from the wilderness through the waters of the Jordan into the Lord's promise of life under His reign. To make this transition, they would have to admit that they had gone astray and humbly turn away from their way and toward the Lord. You see, repent means to turn, to turn around, to go the opposite direction. To be prepared, to be surprised, we must turn to the Lord. You see, we can't trust the story that we have planned out in our heads or in our hearts. We must repent, turn to the Lord, and trust our story completely to Jesus. See, He he is the one who came to be with us in the Christ child, was for us on the cross, remains for us, resurrected and ascended, and is coming again. To fulfill the Lord's promise of everlasting peace for all who have turned to the Lord. Second, John the Baptist called for the people to be changed by their turning to the Lord. When we humbly turn to the Lord, you know, we, we can't help but see the sinful nature that we have and confess our sins. However, recognition and confession of our wrongs doesn't change us no amount of effort on our part to control our desires and behaviors will ever change us but submitting ourselves to the lord does willimon describes again the advent gospel truth god has turned toward us the advent response when God turns towards you and you turn toward God, your life turns around. We never get too mature or so adept at following Jesus that there's no need daily to keep turning to God who in Christ has turned to you. See, it takes humility to turn to the Lord, but it takes vulnerability to be changed by the Lord. Believe it or not. We are resistant to change. We are stubborn. So stubborn. That we are afraid to be changed. By the one who we ourselves claim. To be the God of love and goodness. What are we afraid of? To be prepared. To be surprised. We must experience heart. And life change. Let's be willing to be surprised by the ways the Lord motivates us. Who who knows, we may be inspired to be an impact in our neighborhood. Maybe we'll be moved to rebuild a community hit by a natural disaster. Or walk across the street to help our neighbor who has no family close by. Who knows what changes the Lord may make in our hearts that that changes the way we live our lives. Let's give our hearts to Jesus and find out. Now John the Baptist had more good news. For those who gave their hearts and lives to the Lord, John declared, One stronger than I am is coming after me. I'm not even worthy to bend over and loosen the strap of his sandals. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Now, John the Baptist was the first preacher of the good news concerning Jesus Christ. And he was inspired to proclaim Jesus's power and Jesus's intention to empower those who turn to him with the Holy Spirit. Jesus himself affirmed this truth on multiple occasions. And upon his ascension, he told them, his disciples, to receive the power to truly be his witnesses in the world. To be prepared, to be surprised, we must accept the Holy Spirit. We are baptized with the Holy Spirit. But we have to receive the Spirit in our hearts. For our hearts and lives to be transformed to love the world like Christ. Cooperating with the Holy Spirit is something that we we learn to do as we continue to turn to the Lord and ask for the the Spirit's guidance and power to work in us. You see, we, we know it's the Spirit moving in us when we are surprised by our heart's desire and our response of love. Friends, we can miss the advent of Christ. Because it won't meet our expectations. The Advents of Christ are surprising revelations. So let's be prepared to be surprised. By expecting God to be faithful to his promises as we turn to the Lord every day. With a willingness to experience heart and life change through receiving and cooperating with the Holy Spirit. See, we we love a good story. That is filled with surprises. In Christ. In Christ our story becomes one of the most surprising stories. That promises to keep us wanting more of the story. You see the first advent of Christ was quite a surprise. So I trust the sequel will not disappoint. Amen. Please rise for this closing hymn, Hail to the Lord's Anointed. Verses 1 through 3, number 203. Mm-hmm. Let's not be afraid to be surprised. Let us turn toward the Lord and our understanding of who Christ is and the deep love of God to know that we can be changed in a way that is beautiful and we will be able to know that the surprises that come are things to look forward to. Go in peace. In the name of the Father and Son and Holy Spirit. Amen.